Could not be more pleased to have back on the Rich Eisen podcast, Matt Damon. Are you one of those Patriot fans that takes Lee in the Jets and the butt fumbling? Scene? I made the Liberace movie this year, so that's fine. <laughs> There's some butt fumbling in that movie, a, too. Just a wee little bit. <laughs> Larry David, good to see you, sir. I think a lot of writers can be offensive coordinators. What's harder? If I could write stories, why would I be able to draw up a play? He is none other than Broadway, Joe Namath. If Mark were to get the nod, and if he played decently, if, uh, if, what a big word for only two letters, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Cannavale. I told you my Derek Jeter story. I had Yankees, Atlanta, for the World Series. Screaming, screaming, screaming. Nothing, nothing, nothing. He doesn't even look at me. Finally, last at bat, eighth <laughs> inning, yeah. Jeter comes up. Derek! Just turn around, man! Just turn around! <laughs> Finally, he like dumb. He does the thing with the weight. He's about to go up. He turns around. He looks at me. He goes, "Bro, I hear you." <laughs> Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Welcome everybody to the sixth annual NFL Media Mock Draft. We're inside the Art McNally Game Day Central here at NFL headquarters where Dean Blandino, the head of officiating, will orchestrate the officiating of all the NFL games this fall. Now, from my perspective, a little different draft this year, fellas, than we had a year ago. Michael Irvin is sitting on this side of the table for a reason. Last year he sat at number two. He picked Geno Smith, who went in the second round. And messed up our entire first Demoted. round. So, Michael, <laughs> you're Demoted. batting eighth today, okay? Yes, yes. <laughs> I was ready to Manziel this draft, too, but that, 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 you so might still be over yeah, two. He could be sitting there, big boy. So, a little different kind of draft this year. Last year, we were talking about tackles. You know, this year, we're talking about sexier things, including the placement of quarterbacks throughout the first round. From my perspective, I think that's the hardest part of this draft. I've never seen a greater division of opinions on quarterbacks at the high level and a better depth of quarterbacks throughout the first three rounds of this draft. So it's going to be intriguing. So let's talk about who our general managers are going to be today. First and foremost, leading us off and coach, setting the tone, Brian Billick. Head coach of the Baltimore Ravens for nine years, including a Super Bowl in the 2000 season. Drafted in the 11th round. Coach, I went in the Ooh, 10th. I had you. <laughs> I had you. And you never played an NFL game. <laughs> I played in nine. <laughs> coach, coach today will have Houston, Buffalo, Baltimore, and San Diego. Coach, welcome. Marshall Falk. Appreciate the love. We're, yes. we're going to go. We're going to go from the sublime here to to did the ridiculously good Marshall Falk. We're talking about Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2011, member of the Super Bowl champion Rams, seven-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, 2000 NFL MVP. I am tired of your accolades, Marshall. Today you'll be playing the role of Les Snead. Two picks in the first round, in addition to uh, the Jets and Carolina. That's the second pick I get. I have a right to choose. You do. The second pick. I'm, 
just saying. You got to get it. And you got to get it right. <laughs> Except, well, the second pick. The Rams cannot fire me. And the second pick in this draft can't tell the Bengals not to draft him, right? Oh. Is that the way it works? Maybe. Okay. We never know. And Maybe. like usual, Rich Eisen just introduced himself. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> NFL Network host since 2003, host of the Rich Eisen podcast. You do this better you than me, podcast? Rich. Go ahead. I do. Yeah. I do have a podcast. Just, wow. Is there anything else you'd like to pump? Yeah, I ran a 5.98 uh, 40 at the combine this year. So uh, I, as timed by our commissioner, our esteemed commissioner, the unbesmirchable Mike Mayock, and um, I'm I am available for drafting on yes. the board. Just yes, you are on the board today, yes. and you will be representing yes. Jacksonville, Tennessee, Miami, yeah, and New Orleans. I would love Next, to Charles Davis, <laughs> yeoman's effort on path to the draft this year. Yes. Lead analyst for Fox College football coverage. Does a great academic job. All American, which uh, if wow. you watch Charles, you have no doubt about that. All right, Cowboy free agent. In the same boat not as Coach draft. Billick did not play a no game play, in the no NFL. Games played. Charles, tonight you will have Cleveland, the Giants, Arizona. You're too smart. I got two picks. And Cleveland, four and twenty-six. Daniel Jeremiah, co-host with Charles. Great job this year on Path to Draft. You guys were absolutely studly. Eight seasons as an NFL scout. Eagles, Browns, and Ravens. Starting quarterback at Appalachian State yeah. for three years. We'll see you in September. A rematch. Yep. Yes, that's right. Michigan had you, had you do against Villanova a couple years ago? Oh. Got to go there. Three national championships. <laughs> Just wondering. Just wondering. <laughs> DJ, you've got Oakland, Detroit, Green Bay, and New England. Mooch. Yeah. Next up, nine years as an NFL head coach with the 49ers oh, and Lions. Brett Favre's personal caddy oh, for four buddy. seasons, wow. Come on. 28 seasons overall as a coach. 28. And coach, you're going to have Atlanta, Chicago, Philly, and San Francisco, and we are happy he to have you Canada. in Canada. He played Mike. in Canada. You missed, I played two weeks in Canada, right? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Out of, After the scrimmage, that was it. Out of the <laughs> scrimmage. <laughs> Who are you with? Out of the North American University. Come on, the Hamilton. You know. Hamilton, you you're Ty Gagger cat. You're Ty Gagger cat. Well, continuing our run on guys that never played a snap in the NFL. Dave Damashak is next. He played. He might have. I played in my backyard. I'm loosening it up. I'm getting ready. King. Host of the Dave Damashek football program, NFL.com contributor. It says here attended Indiana University. Nothing about graduating. Well, listen, the details are murky, and we don't need to get into those. <laughs> Gradually <laughs> It's a red flag. No one's been. It's a red flag. Gradually <laughs> waiting. Selecting David for Tampa Bay. Interesting pick, big fella. A lot of pressure on you at yeah. seven. You're not abdicating to me this year, okay? Pittsburgh, ooh, ooh. KC, and Denver. And last and certainly not least, yeah, certainly. Michael Irvin. Now, Michael, pro football Baker. Hall of Fame class of 2007. Three-time Super Bowl champion. Five-time pro bowler. 11th overall pick out of the U. And selecting today for Minnesota at eight, Dallas, Cincinnati, and Seattle. And Michael, you got a lot of work to do to kind of make up for last year's performance. I thought I did pretty well last year, but you know that, that that's a matter of opinion on your side that I didn't do well. But I'm ready to knock this one dead. Okay, well let's get to it, fellas. Okay, <laughs> 32 picks. Coach Billick's going to lead us off. I want to hear about 20 to 30 seconds of, of what that team needs and why, and then give me your pick, Coach. Set the tone. 20 to 30 seconds with this group, that's not going to happen. <laughs> this draft, for me, my needs quarterback, tackle, outside linebacker, rush hand, couldn't be better. Got lots of options. Got to dress the elephant in the room, quarterback. You can take a first-round quarterback. You can take a quarterback in the top ten picks. But if you take the first overall, it's got to be unconditional love. No qualifiers. And I don't think these quarterbacks, there's too many qualifiers for me to take one. Uh, I got to go. You know what? I love Khalil Mack. I think it's a good sound pick. 
I think he's scheme diverse. I think he fits what Romeo Cornell, the defensive coordinator, wants to do. But but I'm in love with the pretty girl. I don't know that he's a generational pass rusher, but he's pretty darn good. I'll right. go with Javion Clown. That's a hard pick to argue with, right? Probably the most talented defensive lineman uh, on the planet today. Whether or not he becomes the best is going to be up to him and the organization. I think that's a good, solid pick. Marshall, you're, you're, you are on the board. I like that pick. Um, I just it, it's, it, it scares me because I made that pick once before as Houston Texans, and I'm happy that he made that pick. So uh, my needs uh, as the St. Louis Rams, you think about it, offensive tackle, safety corner, wide receiver again. But um, when you look at when you look at the NFC West and the two teams that's at the top, they do one thing that you do. You play good defense, they play good defense. But their quarterbacks are dynamic. They're not pocket passers. So, I mean, I, I, there's no way there's no way if my quarterback gets hurt, Sam Bradford goes down. We don't even have Kellen Clemens as a backup. What do we do? I, I got to go Johnny Manziel. Oh, 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 now what you going to do? See what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting on He's going to be sitting in C8. I'm just sitting on down. You'll be over here next year. So, I just want so, you to know. He did it. What I'd like to say is there is there some. <laughs> Wait a minute. The other thing. Michael, just because it's the same position, it doesn't mean it's the same player. There's some, there's some logic behind that particular pick. I'm, I'm only, and, and I'll say it. If you watch how the 49ers, and if you watch how the Seattle Seahawks win games, Les is going to do that. I, 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 this is my draft. Okay. Uh, so you're done with Bradford. If, if, no, I'm not done with Bradford. I'm just telling you. But my future, my future is going to be number two. I, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to get from Bradford. I have no idea. Ooh, Coming off ACL, I don't know what I'm going to get. No yeah. idea. This is a lot it's an like, intriguing this is like a, pick, and I'll yeah. tell you one thing. There's one other thing about the comparison you made, and that is those two teams, Seattle and San Francisco, asked their quarterbacks to make less percentage of plays than the Bradys and the Mannings and those guys, and that's why it fits for a Manziel. Wait, wait, Coach. When you talk about less percentage with his own? Yeah. No, I'm saying that the two quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Kaepernick, make less percentage of overall plays, and they get to divide it between their arm and their legs. Yes, we well, got to keep moving here. We got to keep moving. We're number three, Rich Eisen. You're on the clock with well, Jacksonville. There's one person that would be very upset. Guys, let's do I have the floor or do I not have the floor? We can still talk to Take the floor. There's one person that would be very upset with that pick if that happens. That person is Shad Khan in Jacksonville. He looks a lot like I do right now, except up top here. I need to take the tarps off of parts of my stadium that cover seats. I need to put people in those seats. And Johnny Manziel would have been the guy to do that. And so I'm sitting there and I'm talking about how uh, Sammy Watkins could be the guy to help put fannies in the seats. But I'm also a very successful man because I delegate. And so I take off the mustache and I draft Khalil Mack, number three Mm -hmm. overall, Mm -hmm. out of Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And Gus Bradley goes and does what the Texans have planned to do, which is go hunt Andrew Luck for the next decade and a half and try to put him on his butt. So had the quarterback been there, what you're saying is the owner would have forced the pick. I don't know if the owner would have forced the pick, but he would have wanted Manziel. And I think at the very end, he's going to delegate it out. And it would have been it would have been a Watkins versus Mac issue anyway, in my mind, in that place anyway. And I'll I'll go with Mac. Well, regionally, from a PR standpoint, you go Blake Bortles. That would bring a lot of the uh, Floridians in there. But that's too much. That's too much of a risk at the top there. When you've got all world talents like Watkins or Mac, and you could put one of those guys out there. At the end of the day, you got to win football games. You can't think about regional audiences. But I will tell you this: in the state of Florida, they will come. UCF doesn't carry the day. 
<laughs> no, no offense, but, yeah. Blake, but Blake Bortles going to Jacksonville is right. not going to bring out. At the end of the people. day, if you want to take all the tarps off the seats in Jacksonville, go thirteen and three. That's all yep. you got to do. That's what you got to do. That's all you got to do. You win. But Charles Davis. Gets you a man's day like that. Charles <laughs> Davis, you got four and twenty-six, and I would say that you've got to figure out which way you want to go here because you got to come away with two special picks. What well, do you got? In my, in my latest original mock draft, I actually. <laughs> Due to fatigue, probably. That's what I'm going to go with. Actually, Pencil did two quarterbacks, one at four and one at 26. No, you didn't. For the Cleveland Browns, and I had to go back and change it when I realized I made that mistake. But, you know, it's like, kind of like the Houston Oilers in 71 getting past Torini with one and Lynn Dickey at the third round. But anyway, with Cleveland, besides what they actually need in terms of players, they need hope. Everyone wants to see this organization get started going the right direction. There's a lot of fits and starts. Guy's there for a year. He's gone. Here comes new leadership. In a couple seasons, they're gone. Here they go again. They've got to get this right. Big need at, at, at offensive line, and you've got Greg Robinson from Auburn on the board. But guess what? You guys left Sammy Watkins out there, mm-hmm. and now you pair him with Cameron Jordan at tight end, with Josh Gordon out, I mean, uh, Josh Gordon out wide, and bring him in, get Brian Hoyer's knee right, I'll probably be talking to you about that quarterback position at 26. Makes sense. But I've got to go there with Sammy Watkins. Sammy oh, Watkins no. at pick number four. That's Dang. really solid. And, DJ, that you're on the easy. clock with, yep. I think the wild card in the top ten is the Oakland yeah. Raiders. I don't think anybody knows what the Oakland Raiders are going to do. I, I agree with you. This is a tough one because when I look at the Raiders in the offseason free agency, they signed just about everybody. I figure they're one player away from winning the Super Bowl. That's if they could get Doc Brown and his DeLorean and go back in time about four or five you years. Get it up to 88. They would, they would win the whole thing because this is like the 2009 Pro Bowl team that they've signed in the offseason. But my highest rated player is Greg Robinson, the tackle. I love Greg Robinson and what he brings to the table, but the Oakland Raiders need to start scoring some touchdowns. I was going to take Sammy Watkins. You took him right before me. Sorry. I'm going to stay at the position. I'm going to take Mike Evans. There you go. So you made the statement, we need to score touchdowns, so you're valuing a wide out over a tackle in that effort. Well, I'm looking at what they did at tackle in free agency. They brought in Donald Penn. They brought in Austin Howard. They drafted Menelik Watson in the second round last year. Let's get a weapon on the outside. We brought Schaub over here to throw the ball. Give him somebody who can go up and get it for him. Did you, you better think? get somebody to go up and get it for him, or he'll give it to the other guy. Oh. Somebody's going to go up and get it. <laughs> did, did you yeah, think about a quarterback there at all? <laughs> you might not be a quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. You know, scoring guys don't have anybody anyway. rated right. that high to do it. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Points will be scored. Yeah. <laughs> well, fellas, five off the board so hey. far. Hey. Clowney, Manziel, Mack, Watkins, and Evans. We'll be back after this break. Johnny Manziel, quarterback, Texas A&M University. Elected to run to the 10, to the 5, looking for the end zone. Touchdown, Johnny Manziel! I'm a guy that's going to work extremely hard to continue to develop my physical tools, but at the same time, I'm a guy that's going to pour my heart out for my teammates and, and really give it all I have so I can't anymore. I'm extremely blessed to be in this position, just looking forward to what the future has in store. I got to confess, I think Johnny Manziel is going to be very good in the National Football League. And if you're a Rams fan, even if you do love Sam Bradford, you got to think to yourself, if you're competing with Kaepernick and Russell Wilson for the next decade plus, why not get yourself a dynamic presence at the quarterback position? I just don't think Les Snead and the Rams are going to go and do that at number two. And I must confess, it made the shod economy very, very upset. I also have to confess that there's uh, not much tape left on my mustache. 
Oh, Rich, you just can't help yourself. Well, if you get a good prop and you're going to you're going to kill us. I've got nothing left. <laughs> <up. laughs> All right, five picks in the books and I think what is obvious when you look here is I don't think I've seen a mock draft yet where one of the tackles didn't go in the first five picks. So Mooch, you're sitting there and you're playing Thomas Dimitrov and their need is edge rush on defense and offensive line protect Matt Ryan on offense. You got your pick of those tackles, yeah, man. I got the pick of the litter. And Thomas Dimitrov and I go way back. His dad cut me in Hamilton. Name dropper. <laughs> <laughs> Name dropper. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the Falcons, I think, would have tried to trade up and see if you get a guy like Khalil Mack to help out Mike Nolan's defense, you know. But they need help. They don't run the ball well. They throw the ball too much. And they don't stop the run either. They don't sack the quarterback. They went from best team in the NFC to 4-12. and 12. So they need some help. Well, how do you help the run game? And how do you help Matt Ryan, their franchise player? You get an offensive lineman. Right now, we have the pick of all the tackles in the draft. Would have been, I would have been happy with any one of the three. So I'm just going to take the first one right now, Greg Robinson from Auburn. Plug him in there, and away we go. We will be a more physical team. He'll be better as a pass protector as time goes on, but he will knock you off the ball for that run game, and we'll go get a running back maybe in the second round. And isn't that the mantra from the owner of Atlanta? We need to be tougher, more physical. He cited Matt Ryan getting thrown around and, and guys not responding, and that bothered him. And yeah. That's one of the big deals for them. Yeah, protect your franchise quarterback, and let's run the football a little bit more often and, and better, and Greg Robinson will help us do that. I asked one Daniel Jeremiah to, uh, the completely unfair question of, if you had to say one of these guys is going to wind up in the Hall of Fame in 15 or 20 years. Which is years, a really easy question I know, answer, it's a ridiculous question. Just the same, the answer was Greg Robinson. Dominant. He's you got did, dominant some, traits. Somebody brought up the name Orlando Pace last year at, at, in here, and I forget, was it you, Marshall? When I first put the tape on of that kid, that's who I thought of was yep. Orlando Pace. Now, the one thing I would say, Mooch, real quickly, you made a comment about moving up, and I, I looked at the trade chart last night about Atlanta getting going for just say six to one. It's about fourteen hundred points. Yep. It, it's the equivalent, plus or minus, of their second and third round picks this year, plus a one next yep. year. Expensive. I think that's way too expensive. Yep. So, let's go from there to Tampa Bay at seven. New GM, Dennis Hickey, new head coach, Lovey Smith. Critical pick here. Which way are you going, David? Go ahead and well, screw it up, I, Dave. Go what's ahead. that? Oh, screw it man. Up. I, listen, don't start with me, Jeremy. Don't show off for your fancy friends here. <laughs> <laughs> this is my time in the spotlight. Now, cornerback in that division, you want obviously a, a, the secondary to slow down those uh, those high-powered passing offenses. But I think with Alteron Werner and Jonathan Banks and Mike Jenkins coming over now, they're pretty squared away there. I hate to do it. No one takes the tackles because it's not sexy, as they say. That's why the first five picks didn't include one. But I feel like I have to do it here. And I really feel bad about it because this guy's going to now have to wear that hideous new uniform that they have. I don't know if they've got a load of it. It's quite ugly. And the man wearing that is Jake Matthews of Texas A&M. Jake Matthews last till number seven. That's probably as solid a pick as you get. Did you think it all... Uh, about no, either a quarter. Right there. He didn't. He, didn't, he, didn't he, he was on the uniform. So I got you. I got you. He didn't think it off. I, I got you. Did you think it off? Who did he do? Just pick. Michigan guy. Rich. It's not money. Why start now? Mustache. Well, we took two picks. Dave, great job by you. Happy oh, to introduce the uniforms. It was awesome. <laughs> and we'll be right back with pick number eight and Michael Irvin. Eight, eight, eight. <laughs> 
88 and out the gate. I need somebody to get them the ball. The guy you guys love, a babber, he went one and nine. I'm going to get Geno Smith. Geno Smith. Right now, I want some more touchdowns. I do not <laughs> Mike Zimmer, head coach, Noah Turner, offensive coordinator. These guys I know well. Noah Turner and his offensive system delivered three Super Bowl rings in my safe right now. I know the kind of players they like. He's still on the board. He, I'm about to get him right now. I like that, Michael. I yes. know what kind of players that he likes, yes. right? Yes, yes, yes. And you know Norb. Norb likes to go up the field with that football. He likes that big guy that sits in the pocket. Troy Aikman-like, and he is still sitting here. Matt Castle is not the answer, and certainly we've seen Kristen Ponder not being the answer. I think Norb would love to have Blake Bortles right in this spot, a big guy that can drop back and deliver that ball to Cordero Patterson, running timing routes. I like Blake Bortles right now, there. Now, let's talk about chain of command. All you talked about was North Turner, who's yes, the offensive yes, coordinator. Yes, sir. He's answering into a head coach right, and a general right. manager. Now, right. I assume you got the endorsement before and, you pulled his name. Well, and, and, and listen, let me tell you something also, too, now. Mike Zimmer does a wonderful job with his defense, and he can put people back there and play. They need offense. They need somebody to give the greatest running back, the only Hall of Fame running back still in the National Football League right now, Adrian Peterson, some help. Bottom line, seventh in rushing, horrible in passing. I'm taking Blake Borders right there. But do you think if Manziel's sitting there at eight, that they would pull that trigger? If if Marshall had not gone and drafted him at yeah. two, or yeah. everybody somehow, right. if he somehow falls on Thursday, do you think Norv and those guys would go ahead? And Does he fit this nor the style that Norv? Uh, that the system and offense works on uh, not necessarily so you know I, I'm going to, I, I don't know why I'm putting brain equity on this rich because it's not going to happen Blake Borders is the pick I've already made the you pick so no more brain equity, equity. It's brain funny equity. That you say that right and you would go with that pick but uh, I mean it's caught in the draft we saw it 1998 1994 who did Norv go with instead of going with Trent Dilford that strong going quarterback who did he go with Heat Shula, the mobile guy. How'd that work out? Who couldn't I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Wait, 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 wait. I'm just telling you where he went. I'm just telling you where he went. Let's talk big picture. But I'm just telling you where he went. Rick Spielman, the GM, picked a quarterback in the first round two years ago. Okay, keep that in the back of your mind, number one. Number two, they were number 32 in defense in points allowed last year. Okay, Mike Zimmer is what? A former defensive coordinator. coordinator. So you had to at least think defense before you pulled that trigger, didn't mm-hmm. you? Okay. Yeah, I thought. I'm just sense. making sure you're doing your due diligence mm-hmm. so with your way, brain Marshall equity. Falk knows better than I do, but Shady McCoy and Jamal Charles are Hall of Famers as well. Adrian Peterson's not the only Hall Trust of Fame me. runner. Trust me. Slow your roll. I just told yeah. you about it. It's only Adrian <laughs> Peterson right now. That's it. All right, Coach Billick, you are back on with the Buffalo Bills at number nine. You know, they, I, I lost Jarius Bird in free agency, but this is way too early for the safety. I've got, a, along what Mooch was talking about, I, I took a first-round quarterback last year in A.J. Manuel. i gotta, I got to protect him, and i got to give him options down the field. Took Robert Woods yep. last year in the second round, really That's helped right. out, go with Stevie Johnson. Uh, Doug Marone, my coach, knows, you know, yeah, you want to take the offensive lineman. I'd like to take Taylor Lewan, but my head coach is a former offensive line guy. He, he probably thinks he can take a guy. He's got a guy in that second, third round. i got to go with another playmaker for a first-round quarterback. I'm going to give myself a tight end in Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. That, that's an interesting call. I, like I, th- I think 
the tackle, like you said, on the board will be enticing to them. But Ebron's the only game-breaking tight end in the first round of this draft, unless Amaro sneaks in late, obviously. But that, that's a heck of a pick. I like that pick there. He teams with Chandler, and they get pretty good, pretty good group there. Like that. Anybody disagree? Mm-mm. Nice job, Coach. A little disappointed, That's why coach. we had you line no, up, man. Him. I could DJ. DJ Detroit Lions. There's, there's a lot of conversation coming out of Motor City that corner has to be the pick. There's no corners off the board. Are you heading that way or, or Taylor Lewan? We've got Taylor Lewan at tackle. tackle. Yep. We could take a corner or a safety. We get the top safety in the draft class. But we also have the top corner in the draft class. Now, there's, yep. some, there's some mixture of opinion on the top corners. For me, it's Justin Gilbert from Oklahoma State. Now, I know, Mike, we're, we're a little bit different yep. on this one. But I, I look at a guy that has elite size, he's got elite length, elite speed, and elite ball skills. Now, when he's in off coverage, he has some issues we can clean up. But for the Lions in that division, we've got to play against the Packers and those big wideouts from the Bears. I got myself a big corner in Justin Gilbert. I like it. This is a really interesting conversation to take one minute for people at home to be inside a draft room, okay? Daniel's a former, former scout. He sees things from the scouts' personnel perspective. I'm the son of a coach. I see the thing a little bit more that way, okay? Almost every coach I've talked to in the league about the corners prefers Virginia Tech's Fuller and Michigan State's Starquez Denard. Why? Because they're accountable. You can trust them. They don't get beat deep. Their ceiling's not as high as the guys the scouts like, yep. which is Roby from Ohio State and Gilbert from Oklahoma State. So it's kind of an interesting conversation. And in the room, the coaches are fighting for their guys, and the scouts are saying, no, his ceiling's up here. Is that a correct uh, that's a overview? Very, it's, a very, it's a very accurate overview, Mike. So DJ takes the number one with return skills, obviously, yeah, that, on top of it. That's the thing. We talk about, you know, you talk about the ceiling of the player, but the floor for him, you could have a Pro Bowl returner. I mean, it, worst case scenario, this guy's helping mm-hmm. your football yeah. team win games. Except when his eye discipline's so bad that, that his 4-3 can't catch up to the guy chasing down. But I'm not even going to go there. Okay, Tennessee Titans. <laughs> see, see, that's, see that's, that's the coach's that's, perspective. That's the scout's perspective. We're fencing Epe, Foyle. Epe. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? Epe, nice, Charles. <laughs> Academic All-American in Tennessee. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is Tennessee accredited yet? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Rich Eisen, you are on the board. Speaking of Tough Tennessee at number 11. Yeah, I've, I'm, uh, I'm Ken Wisenhunt, and um, I'm, I'm looking at my quarterback, and I'm seeing a quarterback I didn't draft that's sitting right there. And I just take over an offense that in the last two and a half seasons, 44 games, has only three touchdown passes or more in a game twice. I look at the quarterbacks out there, though, and I'm seeing Carr. I don't know if I take him 11th overall. I don't know about Bridgewater either. And I know I need a running back. CJ 2K's in New York, but that's too early to do this here. Uh, Werner is no longer playing for any, me anymore. You took Gilbert. I'm going to go ahead and take Kyle Fuller off the board and mm-hmm. put him at corner and go play some defense and try and keep Andrew Luck at bay in that regard. You know what, Rich? I think your, your logic is really good in that they have to look at the quarterback position, and Wiz is in, inheriting Locker. Yep. So depending who's on the board at that point, I think it's a consideration. Well, would you consider but Bortles, you think, if he's sitting right there? I 11? think he has to think about him. Now, whether or not he pulls the trigger there, it's a great time as a new coach to pull the trigger on a new quarterback. Now, I think they need the corner, and I think they feel like they can compete quickly. So I think it's a ultimately, with what you were left with on the board, I do believe they'd go corner there. Kyle Fuller, 
Virginia Tech. It's so great when Mike Mayock approves of your pick. It's so much better. <laughs> Life is so much is easier. The, the flowers smell better. Just the, everything the is just water, better. Water tastes better. Oh, okay. yeah. Let me try it right now. You don't need mustache anymore. You're good. You're right. I don't need props. You don't need okay, now, now that Rich has got that all out of his system, Marshall, Marshall, you started and, and you got everybody in Radio City Music Hall going crazy. The fans are beeping horns in St. Louis right now. You're going to come back. And what are you going to do here? And by the way, there's some interesting people still sitting there. Still sitting there. The board might have worked out perfectly for you. Well, Charles has got to go first at the dozen pick. Giants first. Oh. You just bypass the Giants altogether. Well, Charles, and this crowd. That was a heck of an intro. Yeah. Charles. Try to do that. You're I thought he was going right. at some point. <laughs> he was trying to go. Commission, we're picking 12. What are you doing? My bad. Charles. The Giants at 12. Trying to get Marshall tip his pick, then Charles can swoop in. Charles, go ahead, man. Well, we, we know we know Eli's in a boot and coming out of the boot and trying to get himself ready to go, but all the turnovers last year for the Giants. 44, I believe it was last year. 28th and points per game in total offense last year for the Giants. The guy, there's an intriguing guy in defense that I really think about who's a defensive tackle, but Taylor Lewan is still sitting there, isn't he? Yeah, You've got to take care of Eli. Last year they went and got Justin Pugh. Mm -hmm. I think Justin Pugh maybe is better inside, but nothing else, right side. I got Taylor Lewan on the left side. I'm getting my quarterback taken care of. I've got to let him get hit less. Let him throw the ball to other people less. Give me Taylor Lewan, mean, nasty, a Michigan man. Correct, mm -hmm. sir. Going to New York City. Did you think, you probably didn't think you had Taylor Lewan was going to be there. No, never did, once did you, thought it. Once he was there, did you think about Zach Martin, or was it just Taylor Lewan? For, for me, it was Taylor Lewan because I want to shore up the, I want to shore up the tackle spot. That's gotcha. the spot I really want to get because I'm, if I'm getting Zach Martin, I know he can play tackle. I might want him to play guard and be an all-pro for me. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. That's a pretty good look right there. I like what happened. I'm surprised Luan lasted to hear. On deck is Marshall Falk. And when we come back, we will talk about that second pick for the GM, Marshall Falk. Dave, we look forward to you representing us uh, uh, at the draft. Uh, please uh, get the card in on time. Come on, coach. I don't need more pressure on me. I have the weight of the black and gold nation already on my shoulders. Rest assured, though, I will do the right thing. Yes, I've talked to your pal, Ike Taylor. I understand his interest in Lewis Nix or somebody on the inside to anchor the defense there like Casey Hampton once did for you. But I think it's going to be dark west and art as long as he sticks around. Ike ain't going to be around forever. Pretty cool, huh, David? You got the head My coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers with a personal, swooning, personal message. Yeah. From the banks of the three rivers, and now the coach is sending me personal can, messages. Can, can you name them the rivers? Of course I got. Go ahead. The Allegheny yeah. and the Monongahela converge to form the mighty Ohio. My man's good. No, I wasn't expecting that. Now, yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Nice job, David. For a triple word oh, score. All right, Marshall. Let's talk about pick 13. At number two, you took Johnny football, yep. Johnny touchdown, whatever you want to call him. Everybody's energized. What are you going to come back and do at 13? Uh, it's, it, this is simple. E easy what you do because you know your division. I'm not going to take long with this. I'm going to go Zach Martin. Zach Ooh. Martin. And I, I think they'd be jumping up and down for joy. I'm going Zach if Martin. Zach Martin was sitting there at number 13, the fourth tackle. Now, where are you going to play him? Uh, well, we're going to start him at right. 
Yeah. Because we kick Saffold in the guard. Right. Uh, hopefully Long's back. Maybe Long, maybe, maybe, maybe he gets to work at left because yeah. Long might be coming back from the ACL. Maybe he'll get to work at left. We get to see what our future is like right. at left. If yep. we can move him at left, we get those maybe, if we're lucky, we get three to four years out of Long. If not, we have our left. Yeah. I think you're having a hell of a draft. That, that's a heck of a pick right My there because he can play all five offensive line positions. He gives you that flexibility, and he can play at a high level. So, I'll tell you what, St. Louis is energized right now. Johnny Touchdown and Zach Martin. Oh, Next on the board, Mooch. Come on, energized. At number 14, I'm in a good spot right now because I have three guys on the board that will help my Chicago Bear football team. And we were pretty darn busy in the in the offseason signing defensive and outside guys. Jared Allen's, Lamar Houston's, Israel Adonage, Willie Young. I'm going to take your guy. So I've got three guys to consider to help my defense. Aaron Donald and a couple of safeties. Ha-ha Clinton Dix and the guy that I really like now, Calvin Pryor. So that's the quick discussion that we're going to have. Coach. So I'm going to pick, I might just surprise you because we play against some good quarterbacks in this league oh. and I need somebody in center field that can come up cover. You're going with the Louisville Slugger. I'm going to go with the Louisville Slugger. <laughs> 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 he will hit you now, Shaq. Yes, he, he will hit you. He's going to stir hitter. it up a little bit. That surprises you a little bit, doesn't it? I love this guy. Oh, yeah. I, I like the pick, and, and I think safety's logical. Um, Aaron Donald, for me, as much, yes, as, sir, I love him, as much as I love the guy, they've already got like three three techniques running around there. They don't have any big bodies. I, I think that's an interesting pick. Calvin Pryor, Michael is all excited. Calvin, I oh, Calvin crying oh, when he hit his side. Calvin Johnson. You know. Hey, you, you, hey. you didn't want me to take a corner. Piss corner, take a corner. You're not on the board. I'm going to get mine. We're going to get Damashek over here now. with a personal endorsement from Mike Tomlin. Mm -hmm. Where are you going? I understand the uh, gravity of this selection. Two eight and eight years. Unacceptable for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We need to shore up the secondary. Mike Mitchell now joins Troy Palomalu. Back there, Ike Taylor, long in the tooth. We need some help at the corner man. spot. All my options. I I was excited about Eric Ebron, but he's now off the board. Darquez Denard, the only choice I think. Darquez Denard, excellent choice. You mentioned you mentioned Ike Taylor. He's 34 years old. He took a pay cut from over seven million down to about a little over two just to stay with the Steelers. I think they have to have some help on the back end. Especially because it leaves Aaron Donald for you. <laughs> Especially because, Michael, that is part you, of it. you're just beside you yourself. I am, I am, Coach. Listen, I, when, when we look at the Dallas Cowboys and we talk defense, because we talk so much only about Tony Romo, but this defense, last total defense, 26 scoring, rushing 27, passing 33rd, now 29th, sacks 25th, red zone 31st. Their defense is so bad. Everybody should get back all of their money from last year. I am taken right here. I'm running up with Donald. Right now, we need some help on that defensive line, and I'm taking Pitt and O'Donnell. I'm taking Donald right now. Coach, I appreciate you leaving him out there for me. I mean, both of my guys were there, him and Dix. No, and Dixon, so I, no yeah, more I'm brain equity on that one, right? No, no, no brain more brain equity. equity. That was easy. That was run up there. And Dallas, that's all. Now, we didn't they sign a guy in free agency yeah, similar, no, yeah, similar yeah, to him? Yeah, but we need a whole bunch of them right now, Coach. Did you see us last year? 
We're Did you see that thing? They don't put guy. anybody. Edgy Mike. guy with Ware yeah. being gone. Yeah, what, what I'm leading to, and I just want to ask you, Mike. Mike, you know, women. Mike, you know Dallas. Okay, what? Penetration Mill. Okay, they who they just signed in free agency? The big one, Melton. Right? right Penetrating three technique, but yeah, he's 33 great, great years old. Great okay, so Donald slides in. Did you think at all, though, about the kid from UCLA, Barr? And, 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 and old Marshall and I talked about him just the other day coming off the end, and, and Coach Coach Mora loves him. He loves him, and, and, and he thinks he could be the surprise in this draft. Of sort of like, uh, like, like your boy over in San Francisco. And, and you really get to the, yeah, yeah, but I left him out, you know, with all he's going through. I left him name out, but you know what I'm saying. But, but Coach, I, I, I want to assure my, my, my inside. I would tell you one thing just to wrap this thing up. My and gut. There is not one defensive player on Dallas now that DeMarcus Ware is gone. Sean Lee's hurt a lot. There's not one guy that scares me on right. that defense. Not one disruptive player. I think ultimately that's what you got to find. Good job, Michael Irvin. Let's take a break, and when we come back, up next, Coach Billick with the alma mater, Baltimore Ravens. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Super Bowl 35. Plant over the middle, kicked out by Dwayne Starks. He's got a touchdown. Off to the races. Not all the way. A lot of water under the bridge and a lot of gray hair since that Super Bowl. But by the way, the Baltimore Ravens got their second Super Bowl. Most intense time in the draft room I can remember. We're trying to move up to get Byron Leftwich. We're holding off Jacksonville. All of a sudden, doesn't fall that way. Minnesota screwed up the pick. All of a sudden, we look up. We got Terrell Suggs. Not a bad fallback for a Pro Bowl football player. Coach, I got a kick out of seeing that. Some, some rare emotion from you. Take us back just quickly and give us a moment whether it was with a player during the season, whether it was just a conversation with your wife, where you just kind of felt at the end of the day what the Super Bowl was all about. Oh, I've told the story many times. that In the infinite wisdom of the NFL, they decide the next day that the winning coach has to stand in front of a thousand media people at eight o'clock in the morning. You know, you just win the Super Bowl, right? DJ, we're up all night partying. About six o'clock in the morning, I figured I better go freshen myself up. So I go back to my suite, get in the shower, and I had, for lack of a better term, a panic attack. Because I'm thinking, I've won the Super Bowl in my second year. What do you do now? Where do you go from here? And uh, that's, that's when it really hit me. Oh, oh, this is real. This is the real deal. And obviously, I mean, you get over it right away and you're still excited about it. But it, it, it all of a sudden puts you on a path and becomes very real. You know, coach, coach all your whole life and all of a sudden you're sitting there holding that trophy and it becomes very, very real. I guess it's a little different getting to the top than the view when you finally get there, huh? Oh, absolutely. And it's okay. How quickly are they going to run me out of town now if I don't get me a second one? You know? And then once you get the second one, you got to get the third one, right, Mooch? So, All right, Brian. Yeah, get, get us a third one right now. <laughs> Ozzy Newsom, Eric DaCosta, Harbs, they're on the clock. Number 17, what would you do to make this a better football team? Everybody says that you're going to take the best player available, right, on your board. But very few teams live by it. DJ, we know right. that room that they live by it. It's awful nice. When that board matches up with our need, they got a need at safety. Took Matt Elam last year uh, in the first round, and we also know this DJ. You got a need. You got a player like like Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and he's from Alabama. That is Ozzie New. You go in, and you're going to face Ozzie Newsom, Mr. Alabama, 
and try to convince him to do something else, you better have a lot of bullets in that gun. <laughs> I, I got another quote, but there's another pretty highly rated Alabama defensive Shh. player at this point in the draft. <laughs> His last, last name is Mosley. But I need, there again, my need versus, they're both right there, and they're yeah. both Alabama guys, yeah. but I need that safety. I saw what my secondary looked last year. Uh-huh. I got them both on the board the same way. I'm okay. going to go with the safety. And you know why that's, I think, a good pick as far as just the safety is that because he matches well with Elam, who's a little more comfortable in the box, I think Clinton Dix is better in space. So you've got your safety set up, ready to go. Marshall Falk, your first pick outside of the state of Missouri to New York Jets. Yeah, and um, when you think about it, just just looking at the Jets and, and how, how, how they are built and what they want to do, um, they want to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And, and, and I think um, if, if you're going to, to all of a sudden, you, you acquire the running back, you go get Eric Decker, you think your quarterback is the guy, you need to be able to block for him. I like uh, Suofilo. Mm. Xavier Suofilo. Ooh, wow. Wow. At I number 18. Yep. You like Suofilo. Yep. You like him over the third wide out, the yep. third corner, all those other yes, I do. We're going to dominate up front. Yes, I do. I, 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 I got Decker. I, I paid Decker. I, I, I got that situated. Um, Chris Johnson. I like that. Um, I'll tell you what. I want. You I like want, him better than, than Anjo? I, here's, here's the thing. Here's yeah, what's the thing. thought? If You're I'm the GM <laughs> and I drafted a corner last year and, and you got to see my corner struggle all year, I, I just don't think he's going to struggle. It's kind of a safe pick in a sense, right. but it's a need as well. Oh, at that point, Rex is going to go have a snack because, I mean, with C.J. Mosley sitting on the Rex, board. Rex don't have nothing to do with the draft I, I, anymore. Exa- that's the whole point. You know, and this I has know to do with Isaac. me. I know. This is Isaac. I know. It's his, it's his show. Um, now that I'm the Dolphins, right after that, it, um, I was I was eyeing Suofilo because uh, with the Miami Dolphins, that offensive line is a super fun sight and needs federal help cleaning it up. Essentially, federal? Yes, yes, it's and so almost nice. they, they, did, they did call in a, a so much clear, they, yeah. they did call in a lawier to help clean it up. Pretty much. So much clear. All right, so. Um, I, 58 sacks allowed last year, league high. One total rushing touchdown in the last six games of last year. Uh, I'm going to go with Quanjo here. I'm going to take Quanjo, and you know, and I know he's got some injury issues. That's why I was probably pretty much looking at Suafilo because of his also off the field impeccable credentials there, which is what. You sort of need. Let's put it this way: He's not going to be having uh, offensive meetings at, at, at any place with the word spearmint in it. So um, I'm going to go with Quanjo from Alabama. And if they're forced to sit there and the board lays out this way, Rich, I think that's what you're going to see. I also think it's a logical trade down. If you're looking for a team like San Francisco, who traded up a year ago to go get Eric Reed. They've got 12 picks, six of them in the first 100. they got to get a corner or wide out. They probably feel like their board's going to be decimated by 30. I think Miami would love to move down a certain number of picks and still get Quanjo or another offensive lineman. I'll tell so you, I, go ahead, David. May I also go back to, to Falk's pick there? I think uh, Idzik better have some earplugs because the Boo Birds that are the Jets fans in Radio City Music Hall will never be louder than if they take a guard over one of those right? game breaks. And, nope. and not a receiver? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 
Cyrus Quanjo at number 19. When we come back, Charles Davis is on the board. Arizona at 10 and 6, a non-playoff team a year ago. everybody to the sixth annual NFL Media Mock Draft. Michael Irvin is sitting on this side of the table for a reason. I don't know that he's a generational pass rusher, but he's pretty darn good. I think that's a good, solid pick. I got to go Johnny Manziel. Oh! Now what you going to do? Number three, Rich Eisen, you're on the clock with well, Jackson. There's Sammy Watkins could be the guy, and I draft Peter Mack, number three overall. But I've got to go there with Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins at pick number four. I think the wild card in the top ten is the Oakland Raiders. One player away from winning the Super Bowl, that's if they can get Doc Brown and his DeLorean <laughs> and go back in time. I hate to do it. No one takes the tackles because it's not sexy. It's probably as solid a pick as you get. I just don't think Les Snead and the Rams are going to go and do that at number two, and I must confess it made the shot economy very, very upset. I also have to confess that there's um, not much tape left on my mustache. Wow. 19 picks into this draft. We've got six offensive linemen, including an interior offensive lineman, three corners, and some prominent names still on the board. I look at my board. I've got C.J. Mosley, Anthony Barr, Odell Beckham, Ryan Shazier, Brandon Cooks. There's an awful lot of really good, high-profile players left, and at number 20, Charles Davis, Arizona, I think, has got an intriguing choice here. Well, Carson Palmer, their quarterback, a few weeks ago, essentially, for the organization, let everybody know it's okay if you want to take a quarterback in the first round. I mean, he pretty much put it out, they do that, I'm fine with it, there won't be any controversy, the whole deal. Well, that's probably going to be Blake Bortles if he somehow managed to stay around, and he went off the board at eight. Yeah, I did. There's an outside linebacker who has not been picked yet. John Abraham had a terrific year last year, but he's about 806 now. So how many more years can he have like that? He's, he's been phenomenal. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Anthony Barr, UCLA. <laughs> Got to take him. Thank I, you for I think, him I think they'd be ecstatic if he's sitting there. They're 10 and 6. <laughs> I think they a lot need, of thought he was going to Dallas. Right. They need the edge guy. <laughs> That's a great pick. I just think his best football is two years down the road, which yeah. is fine because he can split time right now. With Barr. The, right? form, the former running back, two years at linebacker. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, some people see him maybe as a defensive end in a 4-3. So, I like him. Big back. That's that a good pick right there. Before Jim Moore took over. DJ, you're 21 now. and I got a lot of options. You have more options than I would have expected. Yep. Take us through what your thought process is here. Well, we, we look on the offensive side of the ball. Could go for a receiver. Lost Jones in free agency. Tight end, Jermichael Finley. Not there. Could look at tight end. But then I just look on the defensive side of the ball when you watch this team play last year. I mean, the, the numbers here, I mean, 26-plus points in nine of the, of the last ten games they allowed. So I think you, you look on the defensive side of the ball with this decision. The two safeties are gone, but I've got two linebackers and C.J. Mosley and Ryan Shazier mm. that are well, – I can't lose. I can't lose with either guy. Different strengths with them. I think C.J. Mosley, for his ability to take on blocks and be more physical than Shazier, I give him the nod. Uh, I think he'd be a nice pick here at 21 for the Packers. And he's a little bit more used to playing the inside linebacker in a 34, whereas Shazier is a little bit more Space used to the 4-3 will linebacker. Yep. Not that he can't play that inside, but I think that's a solid pick. And, and they're number 24 in points allowed. Not good. They've got to get better 
influx, Charles Davis, right, of athleticism? Without a doubt, and I think the point Dan Daniel made about the taking on blocks versus, you know, versus not being able to do it quite at the same level with Shazier, when I talked with a couple of guys in the Big Ten last year, that's the one thing they cited about Shazier, that, that there's a tackle who we'll be talking about next year who will go nameless in that conference, <laughs> who really got after Shazier, and he couldn't get off of blocks at all in terms of that, and that's what people kind of pointed to about it. If there's one thing you're going to knock him for, that would be it. Now, the, 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 question, the question with Mosley, um, when you get that inside linebacker, and, 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 and usually we're talking about that Alabama guy, um, you line up and you line up in regular personnel. Mm -hmm. That tight end, he he has to cover that tight. When that guy rushes, can he cover that tight end, or do you now have to compromise your coverage by dropping in the safety, or are you flipping him, right? Putting him on the other side, putting the guy that can better cover to the tight end side, right? Which which is why in those thirty-four fronts, there's typically a Will and a Sam, and that right. Will is more like an outside linebacker, so he can cover the tight ends. And I think Shazier and Mosley are today's NFL linebacker. That's that's what they're looking for. Uh, interesting thing just happened, I believe. So Mosley, solid pick here. I think the Philadelphia Eagles would have been sitting here salivating for Barr yep. to continue their slide. So Mooch, would you have thought about a trade-up in, in the real world? We can't trade here, but in the real world, you're at 22. When 19 was on the clock and Barr is sliding, would you thought of making a move to try to get ahead of Arizona? Yeah, and you're talking about the Eagles who can't stop anybody in the passing game, so you either add some cover guys or add some rushers. And absolutely, that would have been a consideration. And yep. so, and then there goes another linebacker with Mosley too. And so, we're going to sit there at 22, Philadelphia Eagles. We know we're not very good in pass coverage, and 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 uh, so the corner that's left in my mind. Whoa. Hang on, Michael. I'm not going to take him. I'll let you have him later. Bradley Roby from Ohio State's a good corner. I know that. However, I can't keep. The thought out of my mind, I got a quarterback that I really like in Nick Foles. And we lost a couple of receivers. Jason Vaughn's gone. And, yeah, Deshaun Jackson. Where did he go? Well, I've got to fill some of those holes. And there's a guy named Odell Beckham from LSU that is big time. He can return. He can play inside the slot. He can play outside. He is a fabulous athlete. And he's a playmaker. That guy is a – I can't believe he's sitting there at 22. Odell if, Beckham. If, he, if it rolled out that way, if the outside linebacker bar was gone and Beckham was on the board, I think they'd be ecstatic. Sprint up there. I think you're 100% right. He fits well with what they do. Returns, kicks, does everything. Number 20, now we're, excuse me, we're over to 23. Dave Damashek, Kansas City Chiefs, coming off a pretty good rookie season with the, uh, John Dorsey and Andy Reid. Yeah, absolutely. People seem to have forgotten all about this Chiefs team because of the way they finish things out. Of course, they, they you know, they're, they're undefeated when they play the Broncos for the first time. Then they lose those couple, and then the wheels come off in Indianapolis in that playoff game. But I think much of it can be corrected by trying to keep up with the Joneses or the Paytons of the division. Got to go wide receiver here. Look who number one overall is. It's Jadavian Clowney. He didn't play well in 2013, and yet he's still number one. Same logic applies. Marquise Lee, dynamic in 2012, so-so 2013, game breaker, and alongside Dwayne Bowe and Jamal Charles, officially a potent offense. So you were locked in on receiver there, which makes sense, I yep. think, looking at what they, they need. You didn't think Brandon Cooks there? That's where I, Cooks was, was, I, 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 I would be my own man, Michael Irvin. Don't be your own man. What was your tiebreaker there? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's a good question. I was going to ask you the same thing. Between the two, Lee and Cooks, why? 
Cooks, not a shot. Just want to know why. Yeah, I, because of Shots I know it's, we're now there. we're 18 months removed from it, but the season that Marquise Lee had yeah. two years ago was uh, spectacular. I mean, think about where we were about a year ago. If Marquise Lee had been available, he would have been a no, top see, no, 12, that, top 15 no, no, guy. No, no, that's that's always media talk because you don't start to break down tape of those underclassmen till they declare. So it's all the media. It's all of us knuckleheads going, "Oh, he's a top 10 pick," but. They're not real pretty six months later when everybody gets a piece of breaking them down. That's what happens. So I get it, but I think a lot of that is manufactured by the media. And Marquise Lee had a great 2000. All right, so Brandon Cooks it is. No, no. That was a general conversation, not a Marquise Lee oh, conversation. Okay. Michael. I beg for people to put their paper I right there. I just like Mayock's validation that I talk about. Yeah, listen, Michael, yeah. Michael, I, I, Cincinnati. Now, wait a minute. Before you give me a pick. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah. Are you thinking quarterback at all here? Because listen to me for one second. Dalton. Okay. I heard that. If if they play pretty good again and make the playoffs again, are they going to pay him fifteen to twenty million dollars? Yeah, coach. And, and can you afford to pay Andy Dalton that kind of money and still be a good team after you do that? Yeah. In our green room, before we were in this green room, we we were talking about that because I had heard rumblings of maybe Derek Carr in this spot right here, and I mean I don't that will crack the skull of. Andy Dalton. And, and, and A.J. Green, he ain't pick Andy Dalton. Why would you stir that up? I got three corners that are going to be 30 years old and Newman, yep. uh, Leon Hall, and uh, Pac-Man, formerly known. Oh, Pac-Man. Adam Jones. Uh, Adam, Adam Jones, <laughs> formerly known as Pac-Man, I right. should say. So right here, Coach, when he left him on the board, Ohio yep. State, uh, uh, Roby right there, you knew I was running that card up to get some of these old dudes. I just got to get me some young guys That's on the field. It's a pretty good geographical matchup, too, huh? Since yeah, any Bengals right take there. Ohio State. Right there. Right there. Yep. Right I don't know. up the street. Yeah. It's right, right up, up the street. street. So we're through 24 picks now. I like the matchup at corner. I think they have to think quarterback at some point, though. And when we come back, they got to think about the Dalton thing. That's a conversation. Brian Billick is on deck, San Diego Chargers. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm talking about how many do you get? In 2000, San Francisco, we had. The third pick in the draft. Well, we were able to parlay that third pick for the 16th pick, the 24th pick, and the 48th pick in the draft and acquired three new starters for our football team. Julian Peterson, Ahmed Plummer, and Jason Webster. It's a win-win for the teams that trade. Washington moved up, took Chris Samuels. Coach, pretty awesome, huh? You get multiple picks like that. Yeah. And then take advantage of them, which is the second piece. You don't always get that opportunity to do that, but, boy, you consider it when it's on the table. Okay, let's go from one coach to the other. Coach Billick, San Diego at 25, coming off a pretty good season. There's one corner left on the board. Are you going there? Yeah, you you have to. You know, offensively, last year we went offense last year and kind of got Phillip Rivers back on track. John Pagano, the defensive coordinator, is going, look, I got you got to give me some help here. You know, we're in, we're in a division now with some pretty good offenses, and they were so bad at the corner. I, I need an interior defensive lineman, but it's way too early right. for that. Yep. So uh, Roby was going to be a guy, obviously, that I had to think about. Jason Verrett is the one next up for me. I, whether No matter where I have it on the board, i got to reach for that. I love the kid, and the only knock on him is he's 5'9". He's going to lose some jump balls, but he's one of the most competitive kids, I think, 
in this entire draft. So we're going to put Jason Verrett down here at 25. Mouse. Charles Davis, how fortunate are you? You got Sammy Watkins yep. at number four. And I can't believe we're coming back to 26 and you got a pick of quarterbacks. Are you going there? I got a bevy of quarterbacks, don't I? Bevy. A bevy. A bevy. Veritable bevy. We were, we, we were talking Veritable. before we came back out of the break about these quarterbacks and what they present. And Derek Carr had a terrific pro day, prolific player. I mean, you talk 5,000 yards in a college season, threw it all the time. Had some games that things didn't go quite as well as you wanted when there was pressure in his face. There's a kid who had a horrible pro day that we all know about and has taken more dings in the offseason. But one thing that's never been questioned about him is his toughness and his ability to stand and deliver in the pocket. Teddy Bridgewater is going to Cleveland. Teddy nice. B. I like that. Good pick, Charles. The, guy, the guy played with a broken left wrist and a high ankle sprain to get them to the BCS, and then that hit that John Bostic hit him with. The bowl game against Florida. The bowl game. Remember that, that one that early right in the game? That game. And jumped up and was game yeah, MVP. I was like, he's a, he, he, yeah. I'd what play it, with him. What, here's what, what I, Charles, here's what, here's what I like about it also is that I think he can redshirt a year, which I think yep. he needs as far as just developing his Hoyer's frame. Coming back. Let Hoyer come back and, and lead that team. That, by the way, the 2D depth chart on that team is pretty good. Mike Petton and that team inherited a pretty good group of players. They could be fun. I, I like the pick. Uh, with Sammy Watkins, too. With Watkins. Yep. They re-signed yeah, Mack in free agency, got him back after the, the tender. Bridgewater at 26. We'll be back in a minute. Rich Eisen studiously getting ready for his pick. Yes, New Orleans for that. at 27. With the uh, second pick in the first round, handoff to Marshall Falk, finds a hold. The Indianapolis Colts select. And he just outran the defender. Marshall Falk. Boy, how ready were we for a big play like that. Running back, San Diego State. Five touchdown, Marshall Falk. What a great play that walks into the end zone. Man, I remember the draft. I mean, it was reality TV before reality TV. Watching yourself and your family experience a life-altering moment is something that I'll never forget. 20 years ago, this Thursday, will mark my draft date. Oh, so special. Wow. You know what, Marsha, that whole thing, I got a kick out of. Forget forget the, the holding in and the commissioner, the tape. What'd you say? Get away from me, USC. See you, Bruin. <laughs> what, what were you doing? It was, you know, it's all about Southern California, and they don't give us any respect. So anytime we got a chance to stick it to the Bruins or the Trojans. Would you have 200 and so? Would you have? Uh, even Cal Mooch. That's cool. We came up north. No, Very here, cool. <laughs> all right, Rich. Pick game. number 27, right, New I, Orleans. There's more, on, there's more out there than I thought you'd have. Yeah, I have the uh, honor and responsibility of choosing for Marshall Falk's hometown team in the place where he once sold. There you go. Popcorn! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> they need a corner. Uh, I, there's my, my draft board is decimated at that position. Uh, offensive line, nobody right now is the best player on the board from that position, right? Uh, Obviously, they need some help at linebacker, but Lance Moore is gone. Some of the, a lot of those guys are long in the tooth. And uh, Sean Payton wants a weapon, and Brandon Cooks is exactly that. So I'm going to nice. put him with nice. the orderly on the side of his helmet and go with, from instead of Ryan Shazer, uh, I'm going to go with a guy from the Oregon State University. Another OSU. 4 3 3 40 explosive and quick. Good pick. Marshall, 28. Everybody's been talking wide out and tackle. Did you want that guy, Cooks? Um, I, I did. 
I did. Not only that, I talked to Rich about that pick, and Rich said, "Ask me what I said. He would take him." And I was hoping he yeah. would not. He would not take him. <laughs> right. But Sean Payton would definitely take the guy. But listen, I'm a. I'm gonna go out on the limb, and I'm. A, Don't I'm do a, it. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm Don't gonna do, do it. it. I am going to do it, and I'm gonna talk you guys through this. Don't do it. Cam has been throwing to a small receiver for a long time. Doing it. <laughs> I'm going to give him a target that he doesn't have to be as accurate. I've heard you my it? Hall of Fame buddy right here, Mike Irvin, <laughs> tell me you can cover the field every way, but you can't challenge a man vertical when you're too short. Mm. I'm going with Calvin Benjamin. Mm. Man, I wanted him in Seattle. Man, I wanted him in Seattle. <laughs> oh, I want y'all some dirty dogs. Yeah, yeah, Kelvin yeah, Benjamin, yeah. a big target. He ran four six one, and nobody cares because of I that big body and, and the, the buzzword right now, the catching I care. radius. Just a, just Daniel just Jeremiah, I'm gonna keep this no, train running. Right. Daniel Jeremiah, 29, <laughs> New England, all kinds of defensive tackle, defensive line injuries. Yep. You go in there or somewhere else? Well, there's a lot of interesting defensive linemen here. Rashid Hageman, to me, is one of the more intriguing guys in the whole draft. Depends on which tape you watch. You watch. You could love him, or you could really not like him at all. I'm going to reach a little bit right here, and I'm going to give Tom Brady and his fresh new haircut a new weapon to play with. I know where you're going, too. I'm going to go Austin, Safarian, Jenkins, and tight end for one. God! And I thought you were going with the other tight end, though. Jason Morrow. And Jason Morrow kind of fits more of that Aaron Hernandez role that Aaron Hernandez had in that offense. Exactly. But Austin, Safarian, (laughs) Jenkins is going to give me somebody. Rob Gronkowski hadn't been able to stay healthy. Now I've got two big trees that I can use down the seam. And you're you're thinking more 2012 ASJ. You're exactly. talking about you've got 260-something pound Austin Safarian. I thought for sure you were going tomorrow there just because he's so much like Hernandez. Yeah, he fits He exactly. fits that role. All right, Ooh. here we go. Mooch, San Francisco, what a surprise. <laughs> At 30, I would have thought you would have traded up by now. However, I pro- yeah. what do we got? We've got uh, picks that's... all over the place. 11 in this draft, 6 in the first 100. Yep. I would definitely move up and get a player that I want, and it could be very early because we've got enough enough chips to do that yep. but since I'm sitting here at 30 and I need receivers I would have loved to have a Cooks or a Beckham they didn't get to me um, but I'm looking at my defense we built this city on rock and roll and defense <laughs> right and there's a guy sitting on the board named Ryan Shazier do I need him we have the best linebacking core in the league but I've got an injury with Navarro Bowman I've got Alden Smith. I've got a couple of guys getting a little older. Yep. Ryan Shazier is a versatile guy that is a superb athlete that I can I can put him in a lot of different spots for depth and whoever I draft this late. Hey, Mooch, I mean, if you get Shazier at 30, you don't even have to say a word. That's a great pick. We'll be back in a minute with the final two draft picks. That's pretty cool. Sixth annual. How about six years in a row? This is pretty cool. We're at the end of it. Two picks left. Dave Damashek, Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. win the AFC, took a beating in the bowl. How do you get better? Well, I think that this is a team clearly with adding DeMarcus Well and Dewey. Uh, 
Do Marcus Ware and Aqib Talib, they're in win now mode. I don't like the way their QB wilted under the big lights of the Super Bowl. I'm going Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I'm going to go with. Uh, I think Peyton has always benefited from the early days with Marshall, with Marshall and uh, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison to the Broncos. That wraps up our I am going wide receiver for the Rich Eisen podcast. I'm going Jarvis Landry of LSU. I think they're in win now mode. I like an extra weapon for. Right there, but I love the kid. Okay, we're, we're going Jarvis Landry, which is probably going to be a write in. <laughs> because here's what I'll tell you in, in defense of you when you put the tape on of LSU, what you can't tell which guy runs the 4 4. Yeah. Jarvis Landry's one of the toughest football Plays players on tape. Life. He's one of my favorite players. Me too. I don't think he's going to the third yeah. round, to be mm -hmm. honest with you, but the pick. He's a natural slot. He'll play four teams on special teams, but the 4-7-1 that he ran in the 40 scared a bunch of people. I'm going to write him in. Actually, we got him. Jarvis Landry, 31. Dave Damachek, I love his 4-7-1. The guys running after him. What? The guys you're running away from. Okay. Guys, we're on the clock. Final pick, Michael Irvin, 32. And I ran my mouth in telling Marshall how much I love the big Kevin Benjamin because I watched him at the combine. And, and I wanted to work on, when we got him on Game Changers, him dropping his hips. By the time he got to Game Changers, he was he did much better. Okay, we got to move his picks. So Let's I can't go. go with him, but I'm going to take that tight end, Jason Mario, right there, because he's a big fella, too. I need some tossing up in the air, getting that football for oh, my, my – right up top right there. Jace Amaro. Right there. Yeah, I, I really wanted Kelvin Benjamin there, but I'll take that you right there. You wanted Kelvin Benjamin. But I'll take that 6'5 right there. Yeah, he's a vertical threat. He'll help them. Okay, we got 32 picks in the book. They tell me I've got to talk about the best value up here. Best value to me is I'm really surprised that Taylor Lewan slid all the way to 12 for the New York Giants. I think that's they're hoping to get Zach Martin there and they get Taylor Lewan. As far as the biggest reach, I think there are two of them, but I only think on paper. It doesn't mean they're not good football players. The two reaches, I think, Safarian Jenkins. I like the thought, Danny, and, and again, it might be Amaro. But it's an interesting thought because either way at tight end, I think Tom Brady benefits. The second one was Suofilo. And again, only a reach because a lot of people have him late one, early two. If he ends up starting and being as good as Marshall thinks he is, nobody's going to call him a reach a year from now. So I think they're really solid picks, but just kind of down the road guys. So from my perspective, guys, thanks. It was awesome. We had a great time, six in a row. Stay tuned out there. Rich Eisen, the ubiquitous. Steve, what's your name again? Rich, Rich Eisen with his NFL Draft special. Stay tuned. I don't do that very well. It's good. You're much better. <laughs> okay. You're much better. That's right. You couldn't remember if it was a podcast or a regular <laughs> show. <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs>